Well, happy Friday, everyone. Um, This is... uh, Now, you know, this episode, okay, I've kind of just been in the cut, just reviewing things. You know, I just wrapped up my tops of 2021. I have a think piece in this episode. My opinion piece of this episode um, revolves around the whole Joss Whedon mess. And I will just leave it at that, okay? (laughs) So, (laughs) but then I also um, found a new show to watch. and you know I love a comeback story. You know, you know I'm petty too, but um, I love comedies. I love like you know people finding their way back and things of all of that nature. You know, a, a underdog story. I love it. And so I found a series on HBO Max um, titled "Somebody Somewhere," and so. I give a little synopsis about it and a little, you know, shout out about it in this episode. And then that's it. Um, it was a light week. Um, you know, I am watching series right now. There really has not been too many movies that I want to discuss at the, at the moment because we're gearing up to go into Oscar time. So I'm just keeping that to myself for now. But yeah, let's just get on into it, right? Let's get into it. There's a new show on um, HBO Max called Somebody Somewhere that is so endearingly hilarious <laughs> and I just felt the need to talk about it I was like let me let me put some let me put some light on some things because you know everybody talking about euphoria right now you Eufor- it's the euphoria train and I'm like okay like I'm on the euphoria train don't get me don't get me started every Sunday at six o'clock. I am sitting there with my snacks and my Kool-Aid and I am watching Euphoria and I'm just like, oh gosh, why am I watching this? (laughs) My ass is like, has been out of high school for quite some time, quite, quite some time. Um, but somebody somewhere, um, is about okay so the synopsis is a kansas woman um finds the passion and joy missing from her life thanks to a group of outsiders in this comedy series and it is so low budge and i love it because they the the camera work is so cute here like it's really good the show is really really well crafted okay and First off, Bridget Everett has done a lot of bit roles. Um, she was in AJ and the Queen for an episode. Um, 
<laughs> she was in the Sex in the City movie, the first one. Um, she was in the like she was hired trying to um, get hired by Carrie as an assistant. Listen, the girl is funny. Like she is funny. But so underutilized. And I'm like, y'all, like, it's so seeing her get her own show um, in her own time to shine, you know, I'm always here for it. You know, I'm always here for it. And so (laughs) she, what the synopsis doesn't really go into is like why she's there. And <laughs> she's like a uh, how do you how do I want to say it? Like she's like a like a, again you just keep peeling these layers off. Um, she was really close with her sister, and really no spoilers, but there's some things that have happened to her um, that you know kind of have stunted her emotionally, and so. I, what I like about the show is just the natural um, unveiling of of her true passion and like you know her true acceptance of herself. Um, she's not a train wreck. I wouldn't say that, but she is a bit of a wreck, an emotional wreck. And you know, this is her story of finding finding herself and I really really like that like I was just like it's just a real low-key type of show um you can tell the budget was minimal but again they knew how to stretch it and use it um so you know I'm like this this kind of stuff I'd really like to see yes I love the big budget stuff but I really enjoy these smaller shows too it's like these intimate stories of of people that I really gravitate towards. So yeah, if you if you have HBO Max, um, definitely check it out. Um, it's only had two episodes air. Um, I was worried about the first one. I was just like, mm. but now then the second one is just clicking. Like everything's everything's clicking so we'll see what happens in the in next week's episode it airs every sunday um on hbo max they have one hell of a sunday lineup like this is the past this is like the what almost third or fourth week where i've just been tuning into hbo on Sunday nights and or Sunday evenings and just spending an evening with HBO and all the shenanigans that are going on because their Sunday lineup is is really good (laughs) but that's how they kind of I remember them to be like I remember them being the HBO you know Sunday Sunday night was it you know Sex in the City The Sopranos Six Feet Under um, what's that other one with the with the polygamists? Oh my god, it was right on my tongue. It was right on my tongue. But like Boardwalk Empire, Rome, Deadwood, everything was on Sunday nights, and they're building this platform around that. And I just I'm here for it. I'm here for it. But yeah, definitely check it out. Somebody somewhere 
um, currently streaming on HBO Max. Y'all, so it, it took me a, a good long week or so to really put into um, proper words my thoughts on the quote, the undoing of Josh Whedon, end quote, interview that was published in New York Magazine on the MLK Observance Day. Listen. <laughs> because if I had responded or made uh, this segment upon reading and, and dissecting the interview as my analytical self always does, there would have been a lot of passionate words and verbiage used. So now that I have control of <laughs> of my emotions um, about this disaster of a person, let's go ahead and talk about it. So <laughs> I don't, I think what's really unfortunate about this is that this interview was conducted and pitched okay listen listen to me very carefully it was pitched and conducted by a woman i i me all kinds of messed up and I think I think the most damaging about this piece and people have not really talked about it is that this was conducted and pitched by a woman and the initial her initial um, allegedly her initial desire was for him to clear the air about the allegations brought on by Ray Fisher and Gal and Gal Gadot, and then the slew of producers, writers, actors who have come out in support of these individuals sharing their like stories and experiences with this person. So the first point that I have to make is knock it off. Someone's trauma or traumatic experience, ma'am, is not, it's just not the, the space for you to contact the perpetrator, the alleged perpetrator, and give them a platform. Like, I'm like, girl, 
What is wrong with you? And I, I just can't, I cannot fathom working in an environment where you have to sacrifice your morals to to get to get a story across across the table. You know what I mean? I just can't. I'm like, mm, maybe one day I will. Not right now. Um, so that's my first point. I was like, what the what the hell? I'm not going to go in. I'm not going to blast her. I'm not going to do none of that. I'm just like, you know what, ma'am? Absolutely not. This was ridiculous. And no. Right? Um, and I'm trying to grab her damn name. And I'm like, what the? So, having, having said that. I was just like, ma'am, I was so mad. I was so mad. And um, I think they've taken it down. Oh my goodness. Yeah, Lila Lila Shapiro is the one that wrote this. And I... I I just can't. I can't. I was like, girl. So, the title of the the piece is Interview with the Alleged Vampire, which I'm just like, oh no, what we're not going to do is attach that fool to Anne Rice's legacy. Like, oh my God. It was just a hot mess, right? Before I even, before I even read it, I said, this is going to be a hot mess. And it was. (laughs) And going into it, I was just like, why am I reading this? I did wait until the 18th, which was a Tuesday, the Tuesday after MLK Observance Day. I read it. And I'm just like, it was so triggering. Um... It was triggering because not of my experience, some of my experience in H. Wood has had those rings, ringing of the alarms, okay? But then, like, but a lot of it was like, I went through this. I've had these type of individuals in my life, these type of people like Josh, who do nothing wrong, will never apologize, and has no problem inflicting trauma wherever they go. Like, they are just setting off atomic bombs, and they have no, no compuncture about it whatsoever. Okay? Their ego is very fragile. If you say something that's out of pocket, that's really not out of pocket, it's just an observation, they're going to make your life a living hell, and that's that, okay? So, that's what that interview did for me. Like, it just solidified that he is that type of person. Now, I'm not a psychologist or a mental health professional. I'm not. I do have an extensive background in that, in that type of um, science, but I can't sit here and be like, hey, my name is blah, 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 PhD. Okay? 
It's not, it's not fair. So I will not go out and say this dude's a narcissist because I can't. But what I can say <laughs> is that he is hella problematic and has been and has been validated and enabled the for like almost his entire existence. This just did not start when he stepped onto a a film set or a TV set. This started long before that because he actually comes from a Hollywood family, y'all. And that's something that I knew. I found that out last year, but to hear it again or to see it again, like I'm like what they're saying when when that type of information comes up is it's not, it doesn't reflect well on this artistic space. Because if you have, trust me and believe, if you have one person doing this, you have plenty of people doing this. Now, I have been fortunate. I had a run-in that someday I will talk about when I am in a, in a whole hundred percent space to talk about it. I've had that situation where I'm like, whoa, like that, this could be a made for TV movie. Okay. <laughs> for reals. But these people are out here. Okay. They are all up in the business and it's just, there's so much burnout. There's so much turnaround and pain and, and trauma being inflicted on folks that are just trying to make it in the business. And we're talking crew, we're talking cast, we're talking higher ups, we're talking all over and across the board. So when you see somebody who done slipped through the cracks, which really he did not slip through the cracks, he was just up in the space cutting up. When you see that he continues to get platforms to quote unquote speak his mind and give his side of things in quote there's a freaking problem <coughs> so excuse me that's my second point I was just like hold up hold up oh hold up you know this is not <sighs> this situation <laughs> this dude <laughs> It's problematic. Like, and um, and I, I think about other people who have been given platforms and continued access to platforms to build upon their, their broken selves or their unbalanced self. And so my third point goes on into... The clickbait situation. Why is everybody so like... Well, how did this become a thing? And when I really got into um, Livy's Corner and really started to like branch out, I would hashtag, you know, a movie or an actor or a studio... And, I mean, okay, 
but I haven't been doing that recently. I've just been putting up, here's what I need to say and I'm out. Because I don't feel right. I don't. I don't like having to do that. But unfortunately, like that has weaved itself into being a creative or being a, you know, a reviewer, anything you're trying to do. And I'm just like, what the hell is going on? And what's unfortunate is that it's like, are you, you know, when I was doing it, it, it didn't feel like I was doing it. Like it felt like I was, or I was doing it for the film itself or the performances themselves. You know, it felt like I was doing it for the clicks. And I had to struggle with that and I had to like make my way through that. And so, but when this broke, when this story broke or this interview broke, I mean, it broke the internet. And I'm like, why the hell is this breaking the internet when this guy freaking sucks? And he has allegedly had all, and I have to say allegedly because I don't have time for people to be coming to me with some bull crap talking about, well, you said no, allegedly. (laughs) This guy did these things or said these things. And so... I'm like, why is that trending? Why is trending even a thing? Like, it made me question so very much about what I do as a creative. How do I want to maneuver my artistry now? Because even before, you know, I moved to Hollywood, I had to do the self-promotion. Um back in Nebraska, back in back in Omaha, you know, as a spoken word artist, I had to do that all the time. And I'm telling you, it like drained me to like an tenth of my life. And it was just too much, you know? And then I look at social media period and I see how I used to overshare in not just professional, you know, undertakings, but like personal undertakings and I'm like dude like why 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 has that become a norm to put this avatar self out there or to like (laughs) or just to do too damn much and try to get all this attention for just being you for giving it like your opinion on something and I just, I don't understand it. And I'm just like, this dude, should, A, should not have been given that platform. I don't care. I don't care. And then B, this whole system is just out of whack. And I, I don't understand how we can get it back. I don't. I, I don't know if we've, you know, crossed that line of point of no return but I just feel like this is just sad because this dude allegedly is a horrible person but yet he's still getting opportunities to spew and re-traumatize people which brings me to my third and final point the (laughs) re-traumatization of Ray Fisher and Gal Gadot now 
Ben Affleck did has turned in quite a performance in the Tinder Bar, which is on Amazon Prime. And he was like the Justice League, the reshoots. That was just it was horrible. It was horrible. Like he went on record to finally say it. And then he did point out, he said, Oh, I've talked about it before, but nobody was really listening. So what if you have Ben Affleck saying the same thing these people are saying? There's a problem. There's a problem. <laughs> I just oof. Anyway, so in this interview, Josh. I mean, Joss sits his butt up on wherever he was at and says that A, Ray Fisher is a bad actor in both senses and he has some male violent force (laughs) behind him. Which I'm just like, you straight up demonized this man. You literally sat there and tried to demonize this black man for the whole world to see. Okay. Okay. And then regarding Gal Gadot, he sits there and says that English is not her first language. And I tend to use flowery language when I talk. End quote. This dude is trash. I knew he was racist anyway. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm I'm not sorry. Like, the stuff I was hearing about Ray and just what he was going through, had went through... And how people try to cover it up. Oh, the Justice League, I feel, broke Warner. I really do. I really feel that. Um, that's just my opinion. That's just what I feel and sense about things. It was not a good it was not a good time. It was not a good experience. And they and I feel like people tried to cover up for him and and his behavior and it got to a point where they couldn't do that any longer. And you know, he was released. Um and but people still give in this gave him this opportunity to re-traumatize folks which bring which you know pulls in my second point of what the what in the f is going on in our society to where that is acceptable behavior and that is an acceptable thing to do like what is going on? Um, I. It's for me. It's not gonna stop how I, you know, my progression. It is not, baby. It is not gonna stop that. Which brings me on to the conclusion of this. 
this segment, it's not only was it re-traumatizing for Gal and, you know, Ray and everybody else who went through this a phase of um, trauma with this person. But it, it, it triggered me. It triggered many people who have been in these type of situations with folks. Now, for me, I just walked away. I cut people off. I'm like, I'm, I no longer have to justify my actions um, to just walk away. Because I have to protect my peace. At every and all costs. Because like I said earlier. There were circumstances. Involving individuals like these. Where I was pushed to the brink of existing. Okay. So when these type of situations happen. I don't take them lightly. I do not. Because my life was on the line. Like, my mental health was completely crushed. My spirit was drained. And I I had to fight back to life because of these type of situations that I personally went through. To anybody out there listening, um, going through... Something like this. Yes, there is life on the other side of trauma. And I have said that on this podcast before. It just... When it... When it is in an artistic space. It is very hard to bounce back from that. Because you have to put yourself out there as an artist, right? You're opening yourself up and... You're doing all these things... And to have somebody sit there and threaten your career or say you're a horrible person and take your voice away and strip it away, you know, that that can be very damaging. So, but it appears that Ray is in a better space mentally. Um, he was in Women of the Movement which is on ABC. I got halfway through that series and I had to stop because again, it's dealing with some, you know, it's dealing with some stuff. And I was just like, let me, let me, you know, take my time with this and not just rush through this because, you know, woo. But he did an amazing job there. I'm so proud of him um, for moving forward and just being like, dude, you're trash and I'm just going to keep moving. Um, and Gal as well is doing her damn thing as well. She's moving forward. Um, and that's, that's what you just have to do, right? In situations like that. Um, you just, you do like you either go away or you just keep moving forward and you use that situation as a stepping stone into your greatness and I feel like both of them are doing that. I know that's the uh, 
<laughs> that's the page of the story that I'm taking as well and ascending onward because these people like Joss Whedon allegedly are trash people <laughs> and just need not have any type of platform to spew their toxic traumatic BS they just should not have it but unfortunately how this world is set up right now everybody got a platform and it's just up to us as the connoisseurs of this media to filter it out and keep it moving. So this week's light at the end of the tunnel, I want to just, I only really have one thing to say. And that is treat people right. Slash, if you have problems with that, Learn to treat people right. Um, it's we know what we in. We know, you know, everybody is going through their own, <sighs> I guess, rediscovery of self or discovery of self. That that is not an easy process. Um, but in order to, you know, like I said earlier, just in order to treat people right or get to a space of treating people right you got to learn how to treat yourself right and when you when you see shenanigans like we've been seeing (laughs) um it's very easy to to see that a lot of this turmoil a lot of the you know conflict comes from just not learning how to treat people correctly or treat yourself correctly. Um, it's really hard. It is. I get it. Like, I am still in that journey of, like, learning how to, you know, put boundaries up and not just with other people, but just with myself so that I can move forward with a clear conscience and not have to worry about, you know, feeling guilty for doing so. That's that's my journey right now. And, I, you know, I wish I could sit here and be like, well, you know, I know when it's, you know, when that's going to pass. <laughs> I, 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 I don't. I don't. Um, I'm not a jackrabbit to sit there and be like, oh, yeah, I know. Because I don't. But... At the end of it all, at the end of the day, like, I can sit there and say that I know how to, and I appreciate myself, and I know how to take care of myself and treat myself well, um, and better than I have in, a, <laughs> in my whole life. And so having that foundation set in me I can go on and create you know, business and <laughs> contacts and 
and all of that that comes with that like I can embrace a whole new world for myself um, in a very positive way and so it's this whole mess with Joss and he's not the only one like I said in, in, in the segment he's not he's not the only one but it's just evident that he has no clue or no sight into treating himself well he's treating his ego and that's just we don't have time for that we I'm not getting into that right now that's the ego talk nope <laughs> who an unchecked ego is a dangerous thing and so yeah like I hope like you're taking that time for yourself to treat yourself well and open up your world more. I think like for me, I can say that I got really complacent in trauma and I got really complacent in sitting in the back seat and letting trauma take the wheel. Um, and so it was that was very damaging. And yes, like I said in my segment earlier, I, there were a lot of things that happened. There were a lot of people and shenanigans. But at the end of the day, I'm very thankful to have survived it all and find a place of peace. And um, yeah, so just... When you see the shenanigans out here and you see people just doing real, just rambunctious stuff, it's like they have no idea what peace is. They don't know how to properly function outside of ego. Like, it's just, it's a hot mess. I was, I just be like, y'all need to watch Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, okay? Because... <laughs> These egos got to get in check, dog. Cause oh goodness. But yeah, that's quite at the end of the tunnel for this week. Like, just learn how to treat yourself well so you can treat others well. Even if they be in stank. That's their thing. You feel me? That's that's on them. That's not on you. That they run around in poo-poo land. Like, no, nah, that's they made a choice to do that. So yes. Um, that's all for this week. That is it for, um, light at the end of the tunnel. I hope you take care of yourself. I always say that rest, hydrate, especially right now, child. Ooh, I've been feeling like a raisin. I've just been like drinking so much water. I'm like, why is it so dry? Um, but yes, take care of yourself. I will talk to y'all next week. Have a great weekend and week. And just be good to yourself. Bye, guys.